Welcome to the Responsibly Different mini-series focused on uplifting, sharing, and celebrating the women in and around the B Corp movement. Got a bright future in the nick of time, bright future in the nick of time. Happy Women's History Month. This March, which is also B Corp Month, we are focusing on women, empowered women empowering women. We know women do not have an equal playing field, and we want to bring to light how us, women, need to stick together. In this series, we are highlighting some of the amazing work women are doing to pave the way for others behind them. It's time to celebrate all the contributions women are making and have made to history, culture, and society. For this episode, I sat down with Bethany Andrews Nichols. Bethany is the creator behind the artwork Big Girl Pants, which is the cover art for this whole series. Don't know what I'm talking about? Look at the cover art that's shown in your podcast player. That's the Big Girl Pants artwork. As you will hear in this conversation, we all need a little bit of self-love and encouragement every now and again. That was the inspiration behind this piece of artwork in much of the whole Empowered Women, Empowering Women podcast series. Well, welcome everybody. I'm so excited to continue this series and introduce you all to Bethany. Bethany, do you want to introduce yourself for the audience? Sure. Hi, Britt. Thanks for having me. Um, My name is Bethany Andrews Nichols. I'm from Burlington, Vermont. I'm an artist and designer, and I own Bonanza Design, which is a pattern-focused design studio. I love that. And I got to be honest, I'm not sure if I knew what those words meant before I like really met you. Same. <laughs> right? <laughs> so why don't, why don't we take a moment just to like really explain like what does pattern art mean? What does it look like? Obviously, our audience is listening to us. They're not seeing anything. So how can you describe your work? I would say too, like this goes with my story, my career story. If I I went to school, I went to art school to be a graphic designer. Um, Along the way, I took like a fibers class. I did some like dabbling in that. And then I started as a junior designer and then a designer and then an art director. And all throughout those time periods, always I would interject pattern work in everything I did. Like it was obvious in my last job, like, oh, I designed beer labels. And they were like, oh, Bethany did this one. Oh, oh that. That's, it was very clear to everybody. So then I took a trip to India to learn about block printing. And I was like, okay, this, this is it. This feels like all of the things that I've been wanting to do and, and wanting to focus on since the beginning. And actually, this is amazing. And I love sharing this now. When I got back from India, I was laid off. And I was like, maybe the best thing that ever happened to me because I knew it was time. I was ready. And then I got some severance. So I could I had a few weeks to like figure out what am I going to do. So I 
designed my logo and I worked on my website and I was like, all right, let's do a little freelance. Let's. So in the beginning, I was doing a lot of um, design work, freelance design work. But then I was like, what is this? I want to explore this pattern thing more. So I was just like, I do it on my computer. I do it in my notebook. I would do it. I would print. I like started cutting blocks like a mad woman. Like I just wanted to experiment with how shapes overlapped. And then eventually, as the years progressed, I would say that my percentage of design work, design, design work, you know, like brochures and logos and that kind of thing has um, is, is none now. It's sort of replaced itself because I made the time, which was a very conscious effort. I made the time to keep working on the artwork that I wanted to be doing, even though I didn't make it didn't make me any money mm-hmm. so that eventually like it would flip. And it has. Mm. So I'm licensing more of my work. I'm working, doing workshops. I'm doing like these one-off collaborations with other awesome business owners in Vermont. And it has become like, it's like a study of pattern because pattern is something that I love. And now it's, I've like made it into a business, which like I constantly have to like pinch myself. Very cool. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I I love just how your story, it all builds off of each other. And without knowing it at the time, it flowed into the next opportunity. And it's hard sometimes. I mean, yeah, when you got laid off, I'm sure you were just like, oh my God, my world's ending. But to be able to then flip it and just be like, wow, what doors just opened by that door closing? Like, that's really cool to hear how everything flowed together piece by piece. Yeah. And it's now to be able to look back on it and be like, oh, that all of everybody says things happen for a reason, but it is like very clear in my career path how things worked out and opened doors for the next, you know? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So kind of where I want to go next is a little bit into this idea of you, you said that you were playing with shapes and you always wanted to see how shapes and patterns would overlay. And I'm wondering... In your mind, when you're working with different shapes and patterns and you're putting them together and you're creating a new idea, do you have the end goal in mind when you start on the project or do you just like, does it just flow and do you just go with it? And I guess like ultimately where I'm going with this is society puts pressure on women to be like, you have to be the perfect woman. You have to, you have to present yourself perfectly to everybody. And I think that there's this need to strive for perfection. And I read in your bio that you're not a perfectionist. You're a graphic designer that's trained to strive for perfection. And I'm just wondering, like, because that resonates so deeply with me. When you start these these projects and you're creating a whole new pattern and you're creating a new piece of artwork, how do you continue to move forward, not let perfection get in the way? Do you have your end result at the start? So sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, but I especially like it when I don't, because I think if I start, it's like, I won't come, I won't get the outcome unless I do the work to explore it. And then I'm like, Oh my God, that looks like a sneaker. I'm like, yes. Okay. Like not sometimes like when I'm just playing around, but sometimes if I have like a brief and I'm like, all right, I know this, like I just did something for a local print shop for um, Valentine's day. 
and I had done some exploring with like hearts and stuff. And so I knew that I didn't want it to be like, you know, love and hearts and blah, blah, blah. But in the end, where I got to was like years away from where I thought it was going to be in the beginning. So that was cool in that exploration. There's two examples that I use to talk about like me as not a perfectionist. Um, one, my partner, <laughs> this, this is the day where I realized I'm not. He always opens the windows, um, the shades evenly. Whenever he opens the two windows that are next to each other, the, the, he always opens the shades, lines them up. And I like just open them until it feels right. <laughs> I, can, I can connect with that. Uh, my, the shades have to be at the same level, okay? <laughs> so I just open I'm, I mean, like, they're like, Bleh. So I was like, you know what? It doesn't really bother me. I don't really give a shit if the blinds are not lined up. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm not maybe. And then the other thing is like specifically in work, when I was working with a group, a team, a design team, you know, my boss would constantly I used to say, (laughs) he's pulling the center lines on me, because he would open up a document that I had worked on. And I when I was excelling at my I mean, I was doing great. It was like, the, the he's like, it's the only thing that I can find to give you feedback on is your center lines, because I would do it all just visually. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that you know, that feels like it's in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's like, well, it's not in the middle, move it over five millimeters. And I think like that especially is the is a has a lot of symbolism with where I ended up in my career and block printing, because I love how block printing represents this idea of perfection, because I have a shape that I've designed. I love it. Say it's a, it's a six petal flower. All the petals are even. I know the petals are even. It's a great looking print, but when you print it, you have less control of it because of the human element, you know? Mm -hmm. So I can print and I can, there can be misregistration, you know, like, Oh, my, my colors didn't line up all the way or, Oh, I got a fingerprint on the artwork um, or, but I love that stuff. And I love that. That is how block printing takes a pattern that maybe I originally had planned to do on the computer. And it like reinforms the artwork because now a human, a person has interacted with this artwork. Mm. So it like, it makes it imperfect, but there's beauty in the imperfection. Mm. That's wonderful. Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) Um, Okay. So then, so speaking of your artwork that you start on the computer, um, I'm wondering if you can kind of walk us through this wonderful piece of artwork that is the cover art for this whole series. Um, It honestly was a little bit of like my inspiration for bringing this series to my work. So if you don't know what we're talking about, look at the piece of artwork on your podcast player. Um, It's pink, it's white, it's light pink, it's dark pink. And in the middle of it all, it says, put your big girl pants on. Um, because this piece of artwork brought so much inspiration to me, I'm wondering, like, what was the inspiration behind it for you? How did how did you create this? It makes me so happy to like to talk about this because I feel <laughs> a lot of my artwork is it's like for the joy of it and like weird things I say to myself because I work alone. 
it's me, you know, in my studio. So maybe I do talk to myself a little bit. <laughs> we all talk to ourselves. We've all been in the grocery store walking down the aisle saying the item that we need. And then we look up to realize that the person next to us is like thinking we're crazy. Yeah, no, we've been there. Yes. Uh, are you talking to yourself? I am. I am. So as a solar entrepreneur, you come to the realization that if you don't put the work in, if you don't send the email, if you don't find your edge, nothing's going to happen. You're just going to stay where you are. So if you want to move forward, you can't depend on anybody else. So I started, I, I like forced myself each week to send an email that made me feel uncomfortable in a good way. Like they are probably going to say no to me or I can't believe those words are, I, I can't believe I just wrote those words and I'm going to send this to this person. Like no way they're, they're just going to ignore me. But again, if I don't send the email, I'll never know. If I don't make the phone call, I'll never know. So the one day I was like, Bethany, put your big girl pants on. <laughs> and, then, then, and then I was like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Why I need to make artwork with this because I think other people can relate. So, and then it's funny because my um, studio mate is a writer and she loves getting deep into like the dig in. And she was like, do you know about Adele and the pantsuit? You know about like, and, and so we started talking about like women and pants and wearing pants. And there's like a whole nother level of like symbolism, which was not intended. Even like when I did this print, I'm like, yes, it, it's, it goes so much further than just me sitting at my computer trying to pump myself up. Yeah. That's cool to hear because you're working alone, you need to be your own source of inspiration, of determination, of creativity. And yeah, I think through the pandemic, I'm realizing like, sure, I work in an office and sure, I have colleagues, but like, technically, I'm in my house by myself most of the days. And when the going gets hard, where like, I used to turn around and just be like, ugh can I talk to somebody like no, nobody's right behind me anymore of like those days of the yeah. office cubes. And I laugh because like, I mean, right in front of me is my, my put my big girl pants on artwork. And I, I mean, I look at it every single day <laughs> and to like glance at just for creativity and also like simplicity sometimes, like I'll just stare at just one pair of pants and it will just like calm me down. Cause I can find the pattern in it. But then mm. also like, when I need that inspiration to just like go the extra mile, like, yeah, I, I read the words. So I just think like there's in this one piece of artwork, there's just so much to it. And I think it's really cool how much like inspiration it's brought me. And um, it's cool to hear that like it also has brought you so much inf inspiration too. Oh, thank you. And I think the other cool thing about that um, piece is that like from far away, it just looks like a pattern and you wouldn't even know that it's pants. Mm -hmm. It looks maybe like almost like an argyle mm -hmm. kind of. And then when you get in, there's like more to discover, you know? Yeah, that's very true. Again, pretty sim symbolic. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> true. 
Okay. So my last question for you is just sort of around like advice and support. The whole podcast series is about empowered women, empowering women. So I'm just wondering, did anybody kind of help you start and empower you at the beginning? And do you find like that? Are there these like aha moments where you're like, oh, I can help empower this woman, make it easier for her. And what does that journey look like? This is amazing. This is an amazing question. So the day after I was laid off, actually the night that I was laid off, a friend of mine invited me to a ladies get paid was in Burlington. They're not around anymore, but um, a ladies get paid coffee. And she's like, there's going to be so many people there. You should come. And I was like, laid off. She's like, come to the coffee. I'm like, I don't know. What am I? I don't. Okay. So I went and I met this other woman, Miyako Ozeki. And ultimately, she was in the process of creating a group called Vermont Womenpreneurs. And I was like, all in, all in. We started meeting. We started meeting at the library. We started having like little informational lunches where someone who was like good at accounting would come and talk about accounting or like, and then at one of these, I had this idea to do a showcase. Like I said, why can't we do a, like a science fair for business owners? Because networking is so weird. Nobody really likes networking. So it's like taking the edge off of networking. And so she is such a do, I feel like I'm full of ideas. And she's like, let's do this. Let's do it. So that year, 2018, we had our first Vermont Womenpreneurs Showcase sold out. It was amazing. I feel like I'm telling you all of this because there's this community of femme identifying business owners in Burlington, Chittenden County, and then all of Vermont that is so supportive. And there's like this awesome ripple effect that we talk about all the time. You know, like if someone comes to, we do a lot of coffee meetings. If someone comes to a meeting and they say their aspiration, you're surrounded by 40 other people who heard you and want you to succeed. And so it's, cool to be the like the co-founder of this group because I feel like we can help other people feel comfortable and their voices be heard but then also I feel like I I have gained so much from being part of this group like the connections with people I constantly am like there's a whole pool of incredibly talented women who I want to work with Mm -hmm. and they want to work with each other. So it's like this awesome network. And um, I feel like ultimately that's where I get a lot of inspiration. That's where I got a lot of help Mm -hmm. in the beginning, but also like that's where I'm able to give back. Very cool. To like the next, the next round. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes just, the biggest hurdle is not like identifying the help that you need, but like asking for the help that you need. And it sounds like with this group, you're 
making that space easy to access for female identifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we constantly are like, networking sucks. Like there's, it's so transactional. Mm. We shake, we talk about what we do, blah, blah, blah. Then we repeat what we do, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you're like, just, it's like, so this, we start each meeting by everybody having two minutes to introduce themselves and state something that they're celebrating or an aspiration. Mm. And it's, so then everybody, so then everybody's on the same page. Once everyone's introduced, you're like, oh, I want to talk to that person. That person looks like, you know, like it's a really healthy, awesome community. Oh, so fun. You should come to a meeting if you're ever in Burlington. <laughs> I absolutely will. I love that. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. If you'd like to sign up for my newsletter to learn more, I'm working on a new product and always am sharing, not too much, but am sharing <laughs> about um, upcoming workshops or other things that Bonanza might be offering. So if you go to my website, which is bonanzadesign.com, you can sign up there. Great. And we will link to your website in the show notes. So easy access for everybody. I'm so excited. This is to see the big girl pants go beyond <laughs> the po- It's going beyond the poster. So yeah. And like, I'm glad. honestly, to think back, like to the moment in my life, when I when your partner, my friend gifted me this poster, I was like, cool. Like, what do I do with it? I just like put on my wall. And like, he also gave me like the sticker. And I was like, cool. Like, do I just put the sticker on my water bottle? Like, what's the whole point of this? And I just feel like I was so oblivious to like the movement that like this poster, this mantra could have for me. So I think it it opened up like the, a whole new world and empowered me. I cannot wait to see how this mantra can help you, our community. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed learning about the artwork and Bethany's story that led to creating this mantra. Like I said in the episode, I look at my big girl pants poster every day. And it was the inspiration for this series, Empowered Women Empowering Women. Bethany's company, Bonanza, is linked in the show notes. And I encourage you to take a look at the original design up close on her website. The poster is so fun to get lost in. Thank you for following along on this journey throughout our mini-series and stay tuned for more episodes. We appreciate you spending your time listening to us. You can reach both myself and Ben at content at deergocollective.com. That's D-I-R-I-G-O collective.com. Write to us and let us know what you think of this series and what you want to hear next from us. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, be responsibly different.
This content is made possible by Deergo Collective, a media consultancy on a mission to turn consumers into activists, one purchase at a time. To learn more about Deergo Collective, visit the link in your show notes. This episode was produced by yours truly, Brittany Angelo and Ben Marine. Music was licensed from the B Corp certified Marmoset Music. To access more resources, visit responsiblydifferent.com. I can show you too, like it's 1960.